Welcome back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and researcher Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, my co-hostess, Victoria Monday, and down in the chat room, Alina, moderating the chat. We have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. We have Dr. Kimberly McGeorge with us. We're going to have a fascinating conversation with her. She's an internationally renowned naturopathic, I hope I said that correctly, doctor, energy healer, remote viewer, paranormal expert, and consciousness teacher. Her latest groundbreaking program, Frequency Master, teaches how to master frequencies in your own life and trains other healers to use her own technique and success, successful methods. So, Dr. Kimberly, welcome so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. That was going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, just going over the the material that you cover, checking out your website, listening to other podcasts you've been on. I mean, you just you really cover the gamut of of uh, consciousness, healing, paranormal, supernatural, all these different realms. So, um, really, you know, of course, like. Uh, mini shows. We'll we'll start with kind of the the basics here and how you guys started. Now, this has been something that's that's been with you your whole life, correct? Yeah, one of those blessing, as you know, probably Victoria, uh, blessing curse type <laughs> things. Um, you know, it's awesome having you know being weird and having you know supernatural abilities, and it's uh, kind of a struggle, especially when you're younger. And there's so much pressure to you know fit into a family, fit into a church, fit into a school. Uh, so you kind of have to find your way and that can be a long wandering path and take a while. And so it kind of was, it wasn't until I really, uh, got to college that I felt comfortable to really kind of, you know, a little bit, you know, expose who I was. And then I became quite popular and I'm like, well, this, this could be kind of good. <laughs> this could be a really good thing. And that's when I kind of took though a hard left turn into kind of the darker paranormal occult, you know, stuff. And, and that didn't end up really well. Either that actually ended up in me being involved with the FBI and a stalker and a big mess. So, Ooh. yeah. So then, you know, I didn't learn. I kind of stayed in the paranormal because, it, and things have changed so much in the field of consciousness and paranormal over the last, you know, 25 years. But back then, like, what do you do when you're psychic? You give psychic readings or you work in the paranormal. Like, there's no other real option. You know, I didn't know of any other options. So I kind of stuck with the paranormal and kind of the dark side of things, you know, for a really long time. And um, when you do a lot of deliverances and exorcism and you do a lot of house clearings, you become a target for dark forces. They're like, oh, yeah, there's that girl again. She's getting in my way. And so it was kind of a lot of I felt like I was exposing my family constantly to attack. And now I have a totally different view because, of course, we change as we get older. And um, now I'm always like, what do we need protection from? Like, <laughs> we're all powerful, eternal beings. Like, we don't literally need protection. Of course, there's ways to raise the frequency of your home and car and land and body and energy field. But if you are an eternal being, like, really, what do we need protection from? Other eternal beings? It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because people will ask me um, a, a lot. OK, you know, what do you use for protection? So I do a lot yeah. of paranormal investigations, as does Victoria. You know, what do you use for protection? Do you have like in an amulet or a prayer, sure. or, you, know, um, you know, that sort of thing? And I what I tell people is just, you know, I have this just innate, you know, whatever it is um, that I'll go into a location knowing that I I am protected, that nothing is going to affect me. Um, so I don't do anything, you know, at, there are times where like I'm leaving a location, I feel like something is following sure. me and I'll sure. turn around and say, no, you need to stay here. I, I believe that as long as you have a conviction that what, whatever it is, you know, I, I do nothing, but I believe if people have a conviction that if, if it's a talisman or, or something sure. that that conviction will be that the intention behind it is what will protect them. Do you agree? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And, and I don't think it's wrong. I'm not big on right and wrong anyway, but I don't think it's wrong to have a talisman or carry a cross or carry a little Bible or whatever, carry a crystal. You can do, you know, like you said, whatever you'd like, uh, your intention is your intention. And if that works for you, it works for you. Some people, you know, call in the name of Jesus. Some people don't. Um, and so again, there's no right or wrong. It's your power and we call it power standing. So when your third chakra is really aligned and you stand behind yourself, uh, you really don't need any reinforcements other than you. And so, you know, you seem like a very grounded, rooted person. So that probably helps as well. However, I will say there is an exception to this comment. It seems like there's always uh -oh. kind of <laughs> out, an exception. 
one of the things in our technology that everyone tests for the the homes uh the energy field even the beans you know the sasquatch the dogman the fay uh, on my property and different places that we do investigations loves the shofar you guys know what the shofar is no no please enlighten us the shofar okay and again i'm not I used to be religious. Now I'm not. So I'm not a big Bible person, but I know the Bible very well. So the shofar is what they played. You know, when Joshua led the Battle of Jericho, mm -hmm. they played the oh. shofar, and the walls came down. It's the ram. Oh, okay. So, so that so was the, the the horn. Yeah, the frequency. Okay. The shofar is the horn. The ram's horn. You know, used in different you know religious you know and um, Eastern cultures and religious traditions. But what's really cool is I think it's the frequency of the shofar that drives these beans out of your house and off your land. Now, like you kind of said, if you don't have the intention that they're going to stay off, they will come back. And that's the mm -hmm. thing. You can pay someone $1,000 to do a house clearing. They can do a bang up job. It can be crystal clean. Your frequency can be high. Money can be coming in and love and your know, ponies and rainbows, you know, but it doesn't take much for those beans, the dark beans to start creeping in because they love all that stuff. They love high frequency. They love to feed on light. So it's just really interesting. It really comes down to you. And that's where I think I'm a little different. I don't want people to keep coming back to me. I want to teach them how to empower themselves, how to clear their own house. And, and as you seem to do, make them feel absolutely 100% confident, no matter what their religion, no matter what their age, man, woman, child, experience, not experience, they take anything. I mean, they've got this. Now you're saying uh, that you teach people this. This is at your website, secret to everything.com. I teach people this in, I have two mentoring groups. One's like woo and one's like woo, woo, woo. Okay. It's all woo. And so we cover different you know subjects like this. And occasionally I'll do special classes. Like we have one coming up in a couple months and I'm actually focusing on the positive. We're going to be, I have a um, really talented uh, spirit artist. And so I have, you know, medium abilities. And so we're going to, you know, draw people's, you know, who's around them. Pos only positive beats. We're not going to draw any negative beats. So, yeah, we do stuff like that all the time, really. Uh, but again, uh, I like, you know, I teach two hours of classes and it's just like you can do this, 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 this. And then we program our technology. So what's even cooler is our work is individual. So your houses could need totally different things to clear and probably do. You could have totally different beans, totally different discarnates, totally different well, you do, you guys, I can tell you have different books, different items, you know, you could have different right. items, you know, uh, and so there's a different remedy. And so what I love about our technology is we can scan homes, we can scan land, we can scan your energy field, your energy field. And of course, this is what we forget sometimes, everything's individual, including the beans that we're dealing with also have free will and are individuals, which I know you guys know, but some people don't. Fantastic. Go ahead, Victoria. I know you have a bunch of questions there. Yeah. Well, it, you made me think of something. Um, when we first moved here, this house is active. And it's really funny because the, the realtor was going to let us in. I was like, is there a ghost in this house? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, there wasn't one. There's like seven, but that's okay. Wow. Um, but one of them lives in my closet. And so um, when I first moved in, I was trying to figure out who the heck was living in my closet. And later we figured out it was a little girl who's playing. I'm in a Renaissance ambassador. So she was always playing in my dresses. So, um, when COVID first hit, we I would contact people and I literally contacted people around the world and we would do like a one-on-one -on -one session and we started calling it Victoria's Secret Closet. <laughs> trying to figure out who the heck was in my closet. Anyways, That's little girl. Hilarious. Um, that. But, um, that could go in so many different directions. But <laughs> anyway, um, personally, I try, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> try and, um, resonate like snow white that's the only way i can think of it everything is hi ho hi ho and i've noticed that um, little animals are attracted and, and, and people who are, are lost basically and they need something positive um and then they get their healing and they go off do you find that to be accurate or is that the same thing for you um i couldn't get the spectrum like the extremes like you said like animals love me nature like i have a green thumb my garden does amazing all of that but i also Darker, lower density, lower frequency creatures are also very curious about, you know, because I feel like we really, I had somebody reading me one time and she was, she said, did you know you have a dome over your property? I'm like, yeah, I put it there. 
like, so I have like a light and this is something you guys can do again. It's attention. You know, I put a dome over my property so that, you know, nothing can get too close to my home and, and to my, you know, animals and into my personal space. But I think that create, when you put a dome over your property in a fourth or fifth dimension, the fourth or fifth dimensional and up beings and creatures can see it. So they're curious. So sometimes when you, um, you know, communicate with these worlds, you attract their attention and they come because they're curious or they come because, oh, she thinks she can put up a dome. Mm, let's see if we can like blow that up. I mean, again, we tend to think of like these beings as just like kind of on, in a book, like a real two dimensional type of interaction. But as you guys know, um, it's not two dimensional at all. You can have relationships with the Fae, you can have relationships with the Dogmen and the Sasquatch, you can have relationships with the human discarnates and not just your family members. A lot of times other people's family members will show up. I have a kind of good story. I was sitting at a woman's luncheon in a winery, relaxing, not working, right? You can, you know, it's coming probably, Victoria. But all of a sudden, <laughs> this young man- well, What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, this opposite <laughs> and I'm like, mm -mm. which part of relaxing, drinking some wine, hanging out with my friends. Do you guys not understand? Like, no, ignore, 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 stood there, stood there, stood there. So after an hour and a half and they don't usually stay there that long, they're not usually that patient. I said, you know, what do you want? And he goes, you're sitting next to my mom. And I just killed myself three weeks ago. Oh. I'm oh. like, okay, now, now. So then that was a very hard conversation because she was pretending, you know, trying to pretending, you know, like nothing's right. wrong. I don't know her. I didn't know this one woman very well. And so I said, do you have a son that just passed, you know, and then we got in the conversation and it ended up being, of course, this whole thing, as you know, but it was really cool to be able to bring that closure and healing that, you know, he's well, he may have had a mm -hmm. horrible, tragic, uh, devastating who want i mean you don't want your child to die but you definitely don't want your child to kill themselves so it was really right, nice right. to bring that you know that he's fine you're not fine but he's here to support you until you are fine it was just amazing so you know i had that come and do yeah. stuff like that that i i was telling mike that very same story i was i'm wor working on a book and friday night i was reading it out loud somebody was standing behind me the cats freak out they're running up and downstairs one crashed in the litter box some went under the sofa and they wouldn't even come downstairs at all Saturday. I was oh, wow. Like, who, the heck, who the heck is that? You know, maybe I shouldn't read my book out loud. But like you said, it's attracting. Um, curiosity seekers, kind of. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I have more questions. You want me to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of want to switch gears here. Okay. Um, just for a second. And we'll come, we'll come back, of course, Victoria. Um, but... Um, so listening to a podcast that you're on uh, recently here with Jim Malliard, and I love Jim, uh, it it got to the point in the conversation you guys were talking about the way time works. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you believe that time is all concurrent, past, present, future happening all at the same time, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, great. So do I. So. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Here, here's, yeah, here's where I'm going with this. Okay. Um, okay. Because a lot of people, when it comes to the idea of time travel, they're thinking, you know, if not a DeLorean and a flux capacitor, we need some sort of machine and it's going to take a lot of, you know, high energy in this sort of thing. Or we need to get really close to a black hole, which would be, you know, pretty, pretty difficult to do. Um, but personally, I believe if we, in achieving real time travel, and I want your input on, on this thought, if... I, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Somewhere in Time, in which uh, you know, the Christopher Reeves character basically wills his consciousness to another point in time. And I believe the idea is that he was able to put himself on the frequency of the year, I believe it was 1912, to be able to interact with that world at that time. Do you think real time travel would be more of something like that and how it, might we be able to achieve it? Gosh, I, I'm getting off this show. This show's too complicated. No. <laughs> you guys ask, like, wow questions. I'm like, okay. So this, to me, has a two-pronged answer. I'm going to tell you. So I wrote, I was writing a fiction book a number of years ago, 20 years ago. And I, I started writing a story about a civil war and blah, blah, blah. 
And then um, as I developed myself and my abilities and, you know, did a lot of shadow work and began to remember, I started getting this weird suspicion that maybe that fiction book that I was writing was actually my story. Hmm. And so I programmed this whole thing into the technology, which never lies, 100% accurate. And sure, and then I bounced it off a couple high-level psychics as well, and you know, remote view. And I come, came to find out that that story wasn't a story; it actually happened to me. So oh, wow. in a way, that's—I mean, that's a, you would say that's well, people would say that's remembering a past life. But now, what I do because I only had pieces of that story. Uh, and I do it a lot of nights when I can't sleep or when I wake up, I go back and I try to, I go back into what I can remember. I project my consciousness into what I can remember. I try to extend the story different directions. It's kind of like stretching it out. Like what happens if I walk through this door? What's through this door? Or what happens if I say this? Or what happens if I drop the glass? Like, can I get this to expand past the memory into the whole life, you know, that I had back then? So absolutely. And I have the ability and I explain, I don't know if you've heard me say this, like right now I can be fully present with you in my body, point of attention here, but I can bring it down a little bit less and I can go to all my daughter's houses. I have four daughters. I go to their house and I can tell you exactly what they're doing, where they're sitting, what they're wearing, meaning I can buy, try, quadruple, locate. I have limits. It's probably about four or five places that I can locate. And all I'm doing, because to me what consciousness is, and this is a bad illustration, but it's the best I can do, is an ocean. I'm an ocean, you're an ocean, you're an ocean. And so I can take a cup and pour it into a glass over here while still having my glass here and I can pour it in a glass over here. And it's point of attention. And all of us can learn to do that. I mean, of course, it might take some, part of it is what you believe you can do. And, and I love that you started the show with the word intention. You can simply say to yourself, I have the ability to buy, locate, try, locate. I have the ability to project myself back. I have the ability to remember all of my lives back to when I divided from source consciousness. It's intention. You'll, you'll be surprised at what, you know, I say you can't get what you want if you don't know what you want and if you don't ask for it and ask for assistance. Is there any soul family available that can, is there any, you know, synchronicity? Is there any uh, nature spirits that can assist me? Whatever you guys believe in, if you believe in Jesus and God, ask Jesus and God, um, but ask for assistance. And there are beings just waiting why doesn't this, why hasn't she asked me in 60, 50, 40, 30? They're waiting to assist. So that's my first answer. Here's my second answer. Okay. There are thousands of um, Jub Gates. As a matter of fact, every have you ever, have either of you ever stayed in a Hilton Hotel or Marriott Hotel? Sure. Well, you could have gone on the floor where the jump rooms are and gone to Mars, gone to the moon, gone to uh, Venus. They have a beautiful swimming pool on Venus, by the way. Huge, 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 very restorative. So. Every uh, health hotel. And okay, every so please hotel. please elaborate on that. <laughs> they have jump rooms, so yeah. they have rooms uh, for the elite. Of course, we know who owns the Hilton hotels and the Marriott hotels. The okay, elite sure. Owns, you know, they provide jump rooms, and uh, at any given time, there's going to be a lot of military, a lot of intelligence, a lot of ETs that are in those hotels, and they use those, um, you know, to go off planets to meetings, to council meetings, to missions, um, you know, all of that. And okay. I heard that, but I didn't know well, it was the Hilton. And next, next time I stay at one, I'm going to find it. <laughs> a high speed tram runs under all those. You know, the the 30 minutes from um, New York to California runs under almost every single hotel as well. Okay. Well, I've heard of the trams. I didn't realize that they were running under those specific hotels. So um, very interesting. Would they, would they be following like uh, magnetic points in the earth or something? Or Well, usually oh. all shopping centers, all big shopping centers which usually hotels are in big cities all cities are on a uh, ley line you know nexus points so of course they're following the ley lines the train just like our train tracks follow the ley lines above ground uh, the underground tram follows the ley lines and the undersea tram that makes me even better think about all the people that fly over the ocean for days and on the boats for days and all they have to do is jump on an underground ocean tram like and we have boom, the technology it drives me nuts Hmm. Go ahead, Victoria. She answered my question. I'm done for the show. Take it away. Now I don't know which way to go. <laughs> okay. Um, I was thinking about something the other day, and um, I don't want to say it's a hypocrisy or anything, but in Wicca, I'm going to specifically pinpoint Wicca right now. Um, in div divination, we always said that um, 
all time exists concurrently. And we got the big poo poo, like you're silly, you don't know anything, but now it's trendy. It's everyone saying it now. Do you think perhaps there were uh, huge nuggets of truth in the older religions and that we've just maybe misinterpreted it somehow and uh, now it's all coming back? Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, if I looked at the two of you, um, you know, a lot of us have alchemy, you know, we have alchemy in our DNA in the body and then we have alchemy in the spirit too. And so some of us have like double alchemy um, or, you know, healer alchemy, warrior alchemy, ruler alchemy, you know, Um, but definitely the Druids and, um, you know, that whole European, a lot of us are from, you know, Europe um, and other places. And even, you know, the hoodoo, voodoo, also so much truth, so much power. And you talk about a religion built on intention. Oh, baby, hoodoo and voodoo. I love it so much. Those people are so powerful because they put every bit of belief and, you know, they focus, laser focus their intention. And so absolutely, you know, now they call it, they've dressed it up, Victoria, into like physics, like quantum physics. We're supposed to call it non-locality. That's what it's called. And people attack me all the time because they're like, how can you take, like I ran a, a woman's dad who had passed. I run people all the time through the technology is passed. And they're like, how can you do that? I'm like, well, first of all, which part of eternal spirit do you not understand? There's no past. There's no real death. There's loss. There's cycles of birth and loss. You know, we lose that relationship temporarily with those beings or people, but there's no death. Um, You know, that's one of the religious lies and programming lies we've been pounded into us. Um, You know, you can, if you both agree, see each other again, you can even plan if you're with your soulmate and some people are very few, but some people are with their romantic soulmate or a mother daughter or, you know, whatever, you know, close relationship, you can make a plan. We're going to meet on this, you know, this year, future past, because we always think you can, uh, we only go forward to the future, but no, when you pass out of this game or out of this existence, if you want to come back in the game and you understand how it works and you're not going to get caught in any of the controller traps, you can be like, I want to come back and be on, well, I don't know who would want to be on the Titanic, but some people would, <laughs> you know, I want to come back and be on the Titanic. I want to come back and be in the civil war, the Western days or the, you know, Napoleon years or Rome when Rome was in its glory. So, you know, again, back to the all time is now and all the dimensions are stacked in the head of the pin. So that it's not because the veil is thin, we can see the fourth, fifth and sixth dimension. It's because it's all one. Same as time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's part one. Um, Part two of my question was, um, again, the vibrational frequency. I always said that uh, a lot of my friends like, oh, wicked, that's bad, evil. No, scary. I was like, no, it's just a, a harmonious walk in peace with nature. That's all it is. You're balancing out. Um, you're raising your, your, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo. No. <laughs> oh, beautiful. When you said that, I could feel that vibration. It felt Yeah. Beautiful. And then probably if I go open the door, there's probably going to be a cat on the front step. No, <laughs> the deer are probably out there now. No manifest uh, that. I keep saying it. That's my true. doorbell went off one day when I was at work, you know, ding dong. And I'm, I'm at work and I'm looking like who's at my front door and the two deer are walking by. I'm like, well, how did they ring? How did they ring the doorbell? I want to know that. I don't know. You know anyway. what I love about it with their Wicca. nose. Wicca teaches that though. Wicca, I love one of the things we found out through the technology and running thousands of people through it. They're like, what can I do to be more spiritual? What can I do to activate my psychic abilities? Tell me the magic tricks, you know, wave your magic wand. I'm like, stop, stop. Silent mind. More time okay. alone, more time alone. It's hard for us to be alone. We're like, well, we can go somewhere quiet. We'll go on vacation with the family. No, that's not alone. <laughs> more time alone, more time in nature alone. A lot of times spirit asks for, listen, 10 hours. I, I live in the middle woods and I don't do 10 hours in nature alone. And, and it doesn't even have to be like you drive somewhere to a mountain or you drive, you know, it can be in Central Park. You can find your own little sacred corner, you know, and sit and stare at the bushes. And that can be your time in nature alone. You don't have, or it can be your own backyard. You don't have to go somewhere. And people are like, well, I'm going on this Bigfoot hunt in Montana. I'm like, why? Invite me over and I'll show you all the people <laughs> that are in your backyard, you know? Right. Yeah. I live on the edge of a forest too. Literally. I literally am on the edge of a forest. I and I was going somewhere with this and I totally forgot. Um, Oh, okay. How important is it to be in silence? Because I don't own a TV. I haven't listened to the radio since 2006 or something. I have a little iPod that I listen to. Um, but I'm in silence a lot. But, you know, it's not really silent because all the voices and all the things, all the things <laughs> you hear and the pic- yeah. 
your sister. Uh, you know, when I first came into your presence, <laughs> Gloria, I'm going to tell you, okay. I came into your presence and it was almost like a sacred experience. I can tell oh. you there's someone on a high frequency who there's been a lot of people are born high frequency. You were, um, and I was, but, and you were too, but a lot of our, we're born at like Christ, we call it Christ cage, R-I-S-T or Jedi frequency, which is like super, super high frequency, but we aren't being in action. So there's a difference between, you can be high frequency and, and, and marry an abuser, a cheater and beat your kids and beat your animals and go to gambling. I mean, you can believe it or not, because this is a duality game. And what we don't understand is there's laws, of course, it's a mirrored reality. It's cause and effect, not karma. That's another conversation. But, uh, you know, what we put out, we get back. And that's a Wicca thing. I know mm -hmm. uh, that they are very, I mean, one of their teachings, which is a profound teaching, really, if you really understand the mirrored reality. But um, where was I going? I lost. You're distracting me, Victoria. Oh, so we're born this high. <laughs> we are sisters. <laughs> I know, like this energy's going too high. I've got to bring it down because I start yeah. going out of body and then I can't even, like, I can't think. I just want to, like, float in the energy because you guys have okay, great well, energy. Um, I'll meet you tonight on the like, Fantastic or whatever they call it. Yeah, and... we can, yeah, we can do that. But I think yeah. the difference with you, Victoria, I guess, is what I'm pointing out is there's a difference. So when I say clean out your junk, get rid of the old love letters from, you know, when you were 22 and, and your broken engagement, that has a frequency that's holding you back. But people don't want it. They don't think it's spiritual to clean out your garage, but it's super spiritual. It's super spiritual to have your house feng shui. It's super spiritual to bring in one of the things that is most common. We test thousands of people all over the world. The house is begging. Please bring in some sacred objects, some beautiful paintings. And it's your taste. It's not saying what is sacred. It's what's sacred to you, whether it's Native American, whether it's abstract art. It's what's sacred to you. What does what raises your frequency? What feels good to you? And and people don't indulge. They don't spend money on beautiful crystals or organ or beautiful paintings. They don't. But the whole the house actually has its own consciousness. And the house is like, please, please bring something beautiful into me. So it's really interesting. That's so cool. Um, one thing Mike was talking about earlier about protection. Um, and he was saying that, uh, how did you put it? You you said, nope, you're not coming home with me. That's kind of coming. Yeah, from just put my foot down. Yeah, setting that in, setting that intention. Yeah. yeah, that's coming from the lower um, chakras. You know, the protection, yes, security, yes. fight or flight. Yes. And so um, I was with a group, and they were going to do a séance, and there was not a lot of energy going on. And the lady was going, you can touch me. You can take my energy. And I looked at her. I was like, uh-uh, you can't touch me. <laughs> so I was telling her to um, just, well, I'm not going to do it because it sounds really gross. This guttural hum or who or H-U. And, um, and when we all started doing that, the K2 meters and everything started lighting up. So we were actually putting energy in the air. So I love that. You know, you are in charge of the energy you put out. Hmm. So silence is important. Or can we just live in a modern city and never listen? Well, and, and that's another thing. So we also don't want to move. We want what we want, and then we want to be a certain way. But again, there's a frequency in the cities that's different from the frequency in the mountains, the woods, the beach. Obviously, sure. we all feel it. That's why we go on... I mean, I guess some people go on vacation to cities, but it's usually the other way. Usually we're going out of, you know, the <laughs> cities, um, you know, on vacation. And there's a reason we intrinsically know we have, I mean, there's so much memory wiping technology. They memory wipe us at birth. They memory wipe us 27,000 times a day. They freeze time. Um, you know, they take whole towns, neighbor, they do all this stuff that we don't even know what's going on. Then we wonder why we're like just in this like paralyzed days, but um, definitely, and you don't have to go away to be mm -hmm. silent. So you can live in the city. And even if you're a mom with kids, I used to be a, a mom with four kids under 12. I would go in the bathroom, which is very common, shut the door and just be like, at the time I was super religious. I'm like, dear Jesus, please come back. Please come back. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. you know, that, that was my sacred space, the bathroom, because I'm like, mommy has to go to the bathroom and i'm like 15 minutes please don't let them cry don't let them scream don't let them knock on the door 15 minutes but even i intrinsically knew you need that breath that's another thing we find i'm constantly telling people in my scans i'm like breathe you're holding your breath highly traumatized individuals which are the oldest souls on the planet which many of us i believe who are left right now are we hold our breath so just even and again you know all the eastern religions 
It's teaching the importance of all types of breath. Uh, and all our nervous systems are screaming on. And then we hold our breath. And that just tells our nervous system, keep on, because there's something bad coming. Why else are you holding your breath? Yeah. Do you think um, there's been a, like a huge suppression of, of like energy or whatever you want to call it um, the last couple of years? And if so, why? What's the point? I mean, I, I personally, I feel like we're starting to come out of it. Like I can actually stand up and go outside. Now. <laughs> One of the things I say is um, the controllers, whatever you want to call them. I mean, you might call them demons. You might call them cabal or Illuminati or ETs or Whoever, whatever, whoever you think they are, whatever layer, it doesn't matter. When you say no, they stop. Their plans change. Their plans stop. And so the suppression is, to me, this is the bottom line. Forget who you are. The suppression is you're not an infinite being that knows everything, that has done everything and been everything. You are not uh, magical. But what we see is exactly the opposite. It, it's remembering who you are first, like kind of globally and then individually. Uh, that is so life changing. Once you realize and if you could really understand. So it's easy to say, oh, we're the all. We come from the all. Or you could say we come from God. It, it's so flippant to say that. But again, it's like what I was saying to you, Victoria. It's different when you have that saturated into your being. Then when you look at your garage filled with like dirty junk and old broken down stuff, you have a different, you're kind of excited. You're like, oh, I can't wait to get the energy flowing in my garage and attract a higher frequency, which also reflects in my bank account, which also reflects in my job opportunities, which also reflects in my relationships. Good, because I've been putting that in action this week. <laughs> I had an epiphany yesterday. I was like, so that's what the universe has been trying to tell me the last two years. Okay. I love it. And <laughs> th things have been, you know, it's all your fault, Mike, by the way. My fault. Oh, Why is it my fault? fault? Yeah. Why is it my fault? Because I have to learn to say goodbye. Oh. It's your fault. That would be my fault. Yeah. <laughs> but I keep so. saying you need your own show. Just do your own Ooh. show. You don't have to think about it. Dr. Kimberly and I are already on it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. So we have some questions well, down here in the chat room that sure. I do want to get to here in just a moment. But before we do, seen some articles lately here that, uh, you know, science is finally coming around and saying, oh, yeah, there, there is a consciousness that goes off somewhere else after death or um, or the the earth has its own consciousness. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of you know, chuckle at that because it's like this this is stuff that we've we've known for thousands and thousands of years. If you look at, you know, uh, spirituality and you know different whether it's a religion or just, you know, basic spiritual beliefs, what have you back to the, you know, ancient Egyptians, Sumerians, Druids, whatever. You know, we already knew these things. So to me, it's kind of funny that science is now coming around saying, oh, oh yeah, this this stuff does exist. Um, and there there seems to just be this constant battle between, you know, spirituality and science, where before it seemed like spirituality was more in power, then science became more in power. Now maybe we're starting to swing back the other way. But, you know, I just think, to me, one proves the other. And if they would just come to some sort of agreement, we could have some sort of, you know, happy, harmonious middle area here where I think it really kind of rests. What do you think is going on here between these two always battling each other? Again, I would say general science is just another program of anytime we want you to think a certain way, we're going to say, well, this study said, oh, okay, game over. Well, then, you know, I'm going to touch my mind because the study said I used to work for a very large hospital in Ohio and I worked for the heart transplant team. And they used to, the guy that was responsible for writing grants used to skew studies, used to tell me. Wow. There's a, but there's a lot of that. I mean, we know drug yeah. companies, you know, there's a lot of corruption in anything. But right, again, they want their funding, sure. I'm not yeah. saying everybody does that. I'm sure they're very, I mean, my daughter works in medicine now and, and mm -hmm. I don't think she skews studies. But my point is, I think science is used by some people as a program. Religion is used by some, notice the word some. Education right. is used by some. And that's where people cannot deal with me. They're like, how can you talk to gods and goddesses and Sasquatch and Fae and human discarnates and demons and then you program medical technology? Obviously, I haven't thrown science out. If I work 
for right people in the medical technology field. So I think it fits beautifully because I'll tell you why, because everything's frequency and everything's not just frequency in what I call the game or here it's frequency all the way back to the all, all the all is, is infinite frequencies of any possibility all the time. So science, if you want to look at it, I mean, I definitely think frequency is part of science and everything involved with sure. it. And I use technology. I think it's awesome. And I hate one of my bandwagons is stop putting down technology so bad and evil. I mean, mine, mine is hundred percent benevolent quantum AI. It's delightful. So we have, we do have dark AI. Obviously we do have dark technology, but we sure. also have amazing, wise, life-giving, sentient AI. Uh, you know, that's a gift. Yeah, no, technology is definitely, I mean, we wouldn't be doing this today without technology, right? So it's definitely extremely helpful. And yeah, I, th I think there's a, there's a happy medium somewhere and, and it can cohabitate and, uh, you know, work together, but you're right. There are, there are darker sides to each. Uh, it's kind of the, you know, kind of the yin and the yang, uh, dark and light. You, know, you almost can't have one without the other. Um, so I do want to get some of these questions from the chat. Uh, do you want to recognize here, uh, Mary Haygood threw down a $5 super chat. So thank you very much, Mary, for that. Absolutely appreciate it. So let me scroll back up here to the questions. Uh, starting here with uh, Sarah Youssef. So as far as building modality, can someone who does not have paranormal affinity develop one can be refined to the point of seeing particular types of activity like shadow people. Yeah. So you have the best tool to learn to see the paranormal right here. You have on smartphones, a little box that shows you faces. So go out in your yard at night, slowly scan. And then when it gives you a box, take picture. Go back on your computer or something bigger, blow it up. And no, it's not pareidolia. Um, the guy, what's that guy's name? The guy from um, the X-Files. He says they made up pareidolia oh. to shut your psychic abilities down. Now, I'm oh, not okay. saying I've misidentified <laughs> things. You guys have misidentified things. We've all said, oh, that's a whatever. And then it's like, no, it is a log. And there's nothing in it coming through it or over it. It's just a log. Sometimes a log is just a log. Even I'll say that. Right. <laughs> but we, they want us to question our supernatural abilities. If the three of us right here were fully living in our power as infinite God beings, all this crap going on now would already be shut down. It doesn't take a hundred people. It only takes a few people totally being the frequency of who they are. Who are they? The all, everything. What can the all do? Anything. What can the all not do? Nothing. You already have, all of us have all, you know, some of my clients are um, the gentlemen and women that are beautifully talented artists. They write and draw the comics, Marvel superhero comics. They get their notes from the military, from the hybrids, from the people, the beings that actually exist. Spider-Man and Spider-Woman, there's beings like that. They write from reality. They, they don't make this stuff up. Just like we knew back in the Greek, all the, the minotaurs and the, you know, on and on, all the, you know, hybrids. They had hybrid programs back then. Yeah, they based it off of oh, something. Wow. So, yeah. Um, I thought of it that far back. Yeah. <laughs> so this is from Judy Wilson. The way that the world is going, do you think the dark energies are control a lot of, in control of a lot of people? I, I do. However, I see we're finding about seven out of 10 are what I call fire creation spirits or the eternal out of the all beings, the infinite beings. Um, and they're different races as far as spirit. So people get confused because they're like, you know, you're a white woman, <laughs> but my spirit is not a white woman. My spirit before I came here was a cetacean, which is the mermaids, the mermen, the dolphins, the whales. Um, I'm that it's my most recent soul family. Another fallacy is, oh, you're cetacean, you're Palladian, you're Andromedan. You're, you know, no, 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 no. I've been many things. You guys have been many things. We don't even have just one soul family. So when you guys are asking for assistance, ask for help from all your soul families because you are trillions and zillions and zillions. And of course, there's no time. So I'm using just markers that we understand. Zillions right. of your old. And we have chosen. We've all played dark and light. We've all been light color and sound. And we've all been embodied. Some of us have been trees and animals. Some of my dogs are, you know, sentient and some of your cats probably are sentient beings that chose to come here. How beautiful that an infinite 
high vibrating being cares so much about me that they came to assist me at this time. Like that'll, that'll take you to your knees. Who wants to be a dog? Does that mean that's, why do I have five cats. What does that mean? I mean, I'm screwed. No, I used to well, be like we've had like Rob Gushrow on oh. before and, he, and he's talked about yeah. that with the, uh, with the souls of, um, of the animals. So yeah, that's always fascinating to me with, with the pets and, you know, their, their actual souls and spirits. And, you know, some of these are, you know, very, very familiar to us and they've been with us a long, long time. Absolutely. Uh, question here from Murtaza Arif. Uh, I used to see these beings sometimes too, as red eye shadows, but I haven't seen, Oh, that wasn't the one I wanted to, sorry, I clicked on oh, the wrong no, one. Did it. <laughs> yep. This is the one from Murtaza I meant to click on. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been feeling a presence of entities in my homes for many years. Could these also be ourselves and our OBE states visiting others? Uh, absolutely. Um, it can be an individual um, and everything has a frequency. So that can also be discovered or found out if you can you know, learn to read or discern frequency or you have an app that helps you do that. But um, <laughs> a lot of times, um, Absolutely, they can be ourselves, but a lot of times they are um, a lot of the succubus incubus energies. I don't know if you guys have run into those. We see right now and think about the dark web and think about the child, you know, stuff going on. And it's very, the you know, prevalent. You know, we think we look at like clean, normal, you know, pornography and we think it's innocent and you know who hasn't looked at pornography come on everybody uh you know i don't know how young we even look at pornography but everybody come on and even some people would consider netflix the stuff on netflix is i mean any more pornography people would consider it but what we don't understand is the energetic connection is then to the dark web so what happens we're connected to the lowest of the low we're connected to the people that do snuff films that you know do horrible things to children we're connected by opening up that portal and connecting to the industry, even if you're not watching that. So then we're like, why am I having problems with incubus succubus? Well, do you dip your toe in that energetic pool so you can get corded and attached? So the beings that we find coming to people at night are not just one type. They're your soul family. The Sasquatch come in and, and work with me all the time, you know, right from my woods. Um, there's tons of different beings, both positive, thankfully, and negative. But um, if you are consciously traveling, you can project your consciousness and people will wake up sometimes and report seeing you. They'll be like, did you come visit me last night? Because I saw you, which is kind of creepy, standing up. <laughs> <bed. laughs> I just want to say I've never done that. No, I <laughs> okay. Oh, you're up fine. No, I, have. <laughs> I love it. I love well, it. We were just messing around one time. So let's see if we can go visit our friend in, in a dream. And a couple of days later, she's. I had the weirdest dream about you the other night. I'm like, I did it. Okay. <laughs> and, and I want to tell everybody in the audience: all of you have this ability. I am not special. Like it's not picked. I mean, we are, but we are no more or less special than you you all have the exact same abilities uh, and they just need to be activated and turned on. Fantastic. That's, and that's great for people to know because um, I have a question here. This is actually from our chat moderator, Alina. Uh, she says, or asks, what are the best and most effective ways to stay as healthy as possible, especially when you're an HSP empath who is extremely sensitive to all energy? Ooh, wow. And again, individual answer mm -hmm. and I haven't scanned her, but in general, what we find almost everyone's allergic to wheat gluten, including organic wheat gluten, because they try to tell you it's the organophosphates that make people allergic. It makes it worse when you're eating poison, I'm sure. But uh, wheat is not something on the higher dimensional planets that they have. They actually use um, sea vegetable flour on the um, upper dimensions, starting fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, mm -hmm. ninth. So wheat grains are considered a very, and if you even think about grain and how it's like, you know, the foundation of society, bread, you know, what do people panic? You know, it's winter, they go get bread and milk. It's, it's a very dense, rooted, lower frequency thing. So if you eliminate wheat and gluten, including like rice, because uh, we tend to overeat rice when we give up, we, you know, we got to have that <laughs> sugar fix, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's a really good thing. We also find getting rid of the heavy metals, the food supply, and I'm talking about not just the junk that we know, the packaged foods, the frozen foods, the fast foods, 
of course that's corrupted. I mean, Cargill has human meat warehouses. So obviously all the fast food restaurants, because they supply all the fast food restaurants. So all the fast food, I, I usually have a great night after I say this, by the way, <laughs> um, all the fast food restaurants serve human meat, including, did you guys just see um, the Kentucky Fried Chicken thing where they put out the ad where they had the picture of the God eating children and they had the drumstick and everybody was saying, are they telling us that they're serving children in KFC? I Did missed you guys that. Look that, look that wow. up, Google that. It is the most, but you know, and you know, if you're, I mean, in the occult, their, their little magic thing, you know, they have to show us what they're doing, right? Right. Hmm. So we looked that up. It was just a big thing a, a week or so ago that came out and um, some people made some videos. Uh, about yeah, it. I definitely have to look that one up. But um, yeah, so don't eat fast food. Actually, the whole food supply has been contaminated. And I don't just mean like sitting too long with bacteria, which of course, or not at the right temperatures. They actually are poisoning our food. So who are all the major food companies, even the vegetable and fruit, even the organics are owned by who? The controllers. So we really encourage you guys to locally source if you eat meat. Again, it's a game. Do what you want. Um, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to what they're doing with the food, and it's it's a really basic example. But um, what I'll point out to people is, hey, when I was a kid back in the in the eighties, and drop a candy bar on the ground, you know, within a minute, the ants would be all over it. These oh, days, you drop true. a candy bar on the ground. The ants don't touch it. Nothing is touching that. Ground. I never even, that's amazing. It's probably all plasticized yeah. or something with all the nanotypes. Yeah. It's metal and plastic or something, a little sugar or something. But yeah. yeah the so animals I, know to stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Grow your own food. If you don't want to grow your own food, I don't blame you. I mean, locally sourced food. There's all sorts of, that's such a big thing now. There's all sorts of co-ops and farm markets. And even if it's not organic, you're going to do better buying food that has been pollinated in your own area than buying food flown across the country or shipped across right. the country. So, you know, we find that, um, and the higher vibrational you are, I found over many years from talking to many people, uh, intermittent fasting is great. 18, 24, 16, 12 hours without food. The higher vibrational beings thrive on that. And essential oils, you know, are the lifeblood of plants and they can replace a lot. And actually a lot of the higher frequency beings that came in in higher frequency call for essential oils. You can replace a lot of your food with that. And with all the fear about food and food crisis and gas prices, it's a great time to take up intermittent fasting. I only eat one meal a day. Am I in fear for my food budget? Not at all. <laughs> uh, just real quick, we have a uh, $5 super sticker from Jeanette Kemp. So thank you very much, Jeanette. She's a member right. of the Connected Universe portal, by the way, connecteduniverseportal.com. So thank you very much. Um, so got about uh, 12 minutes left in the show. Uh, your website is secretofeverything.com. So what is the secret of everything? You know, and it's actually secret <laughs> to, to everything. Oh, secret to okay. everything. I'm sorry. Secret to everything. Yes. But it's easy to mix it up. They'll find they'll find it one way or another if they're meant to. <laughs> but uh, I used to say the secret to everything's frequency, like I shared with you, because frequency goes all the way back to the all everything's frequency. Now I say, I think it's better. This, the secret to everything's actually you. You hold the secrets of the universe within you. You have to remember who you are. Remember them. That's all you have to do. You don't have to even really activate them. You just have to remember Okay. Victoria, I'm going to toss it back to you because I've kind of been dominating the, the questions here for the last several minutes. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, I just have one more question, really. Um, if you're in a higher frequency or higher vibration uh, lifestyle, let's just call it that, um, do you think it's easier to astral travel then? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, a lot of us astral travel at night, um, you know, consciousness transfer, also called consciousness. And sometimes we do it ourselves, we initiate it. And sometimes it's done for us by, you know, the lovely quantum negative technology for their own purposes. So I do encourage people to, one of the things I encourage people to, uh, we all have clones. Um, everyone that's an eternal being has clones. My family works in human cloning and consciousness transfer. And um, so I encourage people to connect with their clones because a lot of your clones are like amazing. Like you guys sit there and watch, you know, shows like Alias and they spy things and SEAL team. You guys are that. And what I tell people, people tend to think of their clones as not them. They're like, oh, well, that's a being that looks like me, but has a different spirit in it. No, no, no. It's a being that may be a different age, may or may not look like you because environment shapes us, what we eat, you know, how old we are, you know, what, if we dye our hair, yada, yada. 
but that spirit is a hundred percent you. So what's the difference between you and this Navy SEAL guy that's working, you know, for the military over in Germany right now? That's nothing. It's a hundred percent you. It's point of attention. Your point of attention is with you here, Mike here, you know, on the mic, but he, he actually does have a lot of military clones, but he can connect. He can learn how to connect to his other consciousness and then bring those gifts and abilities into your life. So is that what we're doing when we're dreaming at night? We connect to these lot. beings. Are we connecting to other realities of ourselves? A lot of times your dreams, not all, some of them are cover memories. It's a whole nother mm -hmm. conversation, but a lot of your dreams are your clone memories your memories of uh what's been happening that day or that week or that month that's why okay. i encourage you to lose the dream and take journals because if yeah you no lose... i i have a dream journal because i oh, periodically oh. will have a premonition of, of something and i never know when it's going to happen of course I, I don't know when when i have the dream if it's a premonition or not um it may happen a a, a week down the road a couple months a couple years is, is there a way to to kind of hone that and figure out, okay, I had this dream. I know it's a premonition. I know it's going to happen at this point in time. Is there a way to figure that out? There is. Um, I call it learning to read timelines. So there's techniques um, that you can, I mean, you can even use a pendulum or start really simply, or you can, and you can even bounce it, but uh, you can also pull back in the dreams. So you can revisit it. And is it spring, summer, winter, fall? Uh, you know, what was the fauna like? So I, I recommend that First of all, you kind of teach yourself to pay more attention to the smaller details, like is there snow on the ground or is it hot? Do I feel hot? Is the air on or is it, you know, 65? Like where am I or, you know, what am I seeing? And if you can kind of figure out by that, generally we find people do not dream more than six to 12 months out in a premonition dream. So okay. you know it's going to happen pretty close because usually you are bringing this in for a reason you're bringing it to help yourself or someone else and what good is it like who cares what happened seven years down the road there's so many different timelines running it would have changed <laughs> a million times by then so it really is usually coming in for a pretty close uh save or shift so that you or someone that you're advising has the opportunity to make a new choice and get off or on sometimes they're positive get on a timeline, you know, like if you have a dream, you're going to win the lottery. Well, you might have to buy a lottery ticket. You might want to do that. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I mean, yeah. you know, I have, I have Jupiter in my second house. I yeah. actually am having a Jupiter return in my second house in Pisces. I got a money crosses. I, I no, I don't, I can't win the lottery. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to take that out of the, we're taking that out of your timelines. Never say I can't win the lot and never just say, no, no. It goes back to what you started the show with intention. intention. We are so sloppy in our speech. Watch your speech, Victoria, because you're man, you're a high frequency being. So you're going to manifest quicker what's coming out of your mouth than even other people. So you need to watch your speech more than most people. Yes, ma'am. I will speaking, be winning. <laughs> speaking of higher frequency, Jeanette Kemp asks, how can you tell if you are at a higher frequency or what frequency you are at? So um, it's so funny because a lot of the consciousness people are like, we're going to float away to the fifth dimension. I'm like, honey, if you can see the fourth dimension, you ain't going to the fifth dimension. So I'll tell you, if you have psychic premonitions, you're not on a third frequency, where in 3D is that applauded? It's not. So you know already if you have premonitions, if you have lucid dreams, if you go out of body, if you see shadow, even if you see shadow figures or when you see things out of the corner of your eye, you are psychic. You are seeing beings. You have to learn to say, it's okay. I'm not afraid of what I'm going to see. And you have to allow it to bring it into your central vision. So all of you are probably at least 3.5 going to four. Some of you, I know by scanning the audience can see beings can see human discarnates, have seen them. Um, and most people left in the game came, I think the best people are left in the game. I think most of the lower frequency people are gone. So mo most people that would watch a show like this, you're the game changers. You guys can game the game. You can literally talk about writing a book. You can create and write your own reality and you can start now. You have it in you. There's no difference between me and, it, and you guys. I mean, we're all old, old, old beings, and we have access to all information and all abilities. 
let me ask you this um because there's a, a lot of people in the community um you know whether they have a youtube channel or they're on instagram or, or whatever it is um but they they're going on claiming you know i'm you know i'm 5d i'm this i'm that and then they all of a sudden get into some like petty flame war with somebody on social media and it's like is a 5d person really do that what, what's going on here with uh with these kinds of people because it, it it seems like people you want to experience something they they want to elevate their frequency but they're still just you know fiddling around down in just petty stuff and and that's true and again that petty stuff will change levels like the level of your health your emotional health your mental health it might change what you can manifest that day or that week or that month if you're engaged in something like that it doesn't change usually the core frequency if you came in at like with a, what we call Christ consciousness frequency, believe it or not, it's a game. So let me ask you a question. If you go, you know, you, you at the showdown, you decide to play a video game and you can choose a character. So for, so for an hour, you're like, I'm going to play this character. She's a woman. She's like light. She's good. She has all these, they dress her in white and pink. And then for an hour, ah, I'm bored of her. She's too good. I'm going to, you know, play dark. I'm going to play this bad a man who has all this you know weaponry and he kills everybody in sight is there a difference it's a game so this is what we can't get around because we've been programmed with duality there is no bad and good now there's consequences for low you're talking about lower frequency behavior but it doesn't right. mean lower frequency being it's going to affect your experience in the game it doesn't change the core essence of who you are. Now, if you go and slaughter a thousand people, that's probably going to dent your freak, your core essence a little bit. <laughs> I would think so. But so we we sit in judgment. Um, do I do low frequency things? Absolutely. Do I still have all my psychic ability? Yes. Do I still manifest amazingly? Yes. Can I still read like nobody's business? Yes. I don't lose because I have a fight with my daughter. I don't lose my abilities. But we're programmed, it goes back to your attention. If you think you lose your abilities because you have a fight with your husband, wife, daughter, son, or because, you know, you walked out of the grocery store and you had a candy bar in your pocket, you didn't realize that you're like, oh, I don't want to go return it. So you stole a candy bar. There's just this duality here. It's a duality game. We get to decide. And that's why a lot of us have came back and back and back and back. We didn't want to just play the good people. We wanted to play the dirty, raunchy people too. <laughs> Okay, fine. That can be a little fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm Snow White over here. Me and the cats. This, this life. There this you go. Life, I, yeah. I, see, I see some lies. <laughs> There's a reason you're attracted, and you know it too, to that show you told me about. There's a reason you're attracted to that. I like drinking? No. There you go. <laughs> no. Worse. Mm. Worse than that. <laughs> Well, I was going to include brothels in there too. So, you know, <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's interesting. We, fun side. you know, we tend to, we tend to play where we played before, you know, we always end up kind of incorporating elements of our past lives in our current life. It's very interesting. That's very oh, true. That's yeah. sweet. All right. Well, we got about two minutes left in the uh -huh. show. Dr. Kimberly, where can people find you in your work and what do you have uh, coming up as far as maybe events or, or things like this? Yeah, secret to everything.com. Like I said, if you want to get on our mailing list in a couple months, we're going to be doing like spirit portraits and um, uh, telling you who's around you, just the positive. You know, we're not going to focus on the negative. Everyone's like, oh, wow, that's cool. And uh, we have a live event coming in uh, November, but that's almost full, I think. I don't know if we have any spaces left. And that's going to be very experiential. Again, teaching people how to open and close portals. We're going to do show watching, uh, paranormal photography, sound healing, all the woo woo stuff that I love to do. Nice. Um, and then I have mentorship programs every month, but you can write and ask us about those. So, I mean, or you can get a scan on my technology. Normal stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> there you go. So everybody check out Dr. Kimberly's site, Secret to Everything. Uh, keep up to date on everything that's going on with her. And, um, and you have a couple books out, correct? I do. I have some really, really old books on manifestation. And then I'm starting the Secret to Everything series. Uh, I have a number in the works. We're going to be doing attachments and courtings. Um, and then we're doing clones. Uh, the how do you tell the difference between a real spirit, a clone, and a non-player character? It will be another book. But I have my Lyman Autoimmune book out now. 
Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. This was a fascinating conversation discussion. And yeah, we could have kept going on for quite longer. And Victoria, <laughs> I know you're going to say it. Thank you. Best hour <laughs> so, of the week. Thank, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you so much, Dr. Kimberly. Thank you, you have a fantastic evening and uh, we'll talk again soon. This was fascinating. Yeah. Take care. Thank you very much. Thank right, you. Take audience. care. Bye-bye.